Hello, the internet, and welcome to this episode of the Weekly Zeitgeist. Uh, these are some of our favorite segments from this week, all edited together into one uh, nonstop infotainment laugh extravaganza. Uh, yeah. So, without further ado, here is the Weekly Zeitgeist. Miles, we are thrilled to be joined in our third seat by the hilarious and talented Chelsea Devantes. What's hey, up? Hey. What welcome, is welcome. Up? You welcome, guys, wel- it was incredible to watch you do your intro live. I felt like I was at a little concert. Thank you so much. <laughs> you and did hold up f- a lighter. I, yeah. I appreciated <laughs> that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Started dancing, bought yeah, some merch. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Thank you so much uh, for buying the merch, by the way. Uh, yeah, yeah, And yeah. also uh, for people listening, uh, there is a sale on T Public uh, right now. I think until Saturday. So go get go go hook us up. Uh, help to keep the lights on. Uh, get some TDZ merch too. Miles is rocking his pro social social distancing club shirt. Yeah, uh, it's this is gonna be this is gonna age very poorly. Uh, pro social but, distancing. Yeah, but like when I explain to my kids, like in the ashes of like the nuclear winter, where they're like, "Why do we wear these?" Garments that say Zeitgang on them. I'm like, they're the only free clothes we had when we lost everything. That's right. Uh, Chelsea, what what have you been up to? How have you been spending your pandemic for the past month or so? Oh, that's fun. We're just checking in on the last month of the pandemic, yeah. which is good. It's good. I've gone through some intense pandemic phases. Yeah. Um, and I, this last phase is, I would say this last phase is experimenting with Xanax as a sleeping pill phase okay. of quarantine <laughs> yeah. for me. How's I it started, working? Um, it's, you know, too well. That shit's addictive. Yeah. And they're yeah. like, you shouldn't do this. Um, but I, you know, I started pandemic with Zequil and mm-hmm. uh, moved into a CBD phase. And, and, then, and then I said, it's not enough. Turn it up. Yeah. So I can still remember my dreams. Fuck that. Yeah. Give me yeah. some Xans. Give, give, me, give me some Xanax. <laughs> I want to like, close my eyes ten. and open them and it's daytime. <laughs> And yeah. I don't and then be confused anything. and have this weird feeling in the back of my mouth. And I'm like, oh, what, is that? what is that? It's so weird. That does this thing to my throat. Just, mm. Oh yeah. Every 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 cough, every sneeze is COVID. Yeah, yeah. And what how much time do you need to feel like you had a good night's sleep? Like what's your when are you feeling like you won uh hour wise? Oh, when I won? Wise? I I mean, I I love sleep. I I would say Nine hours is great, and that's something Ooh. that hasn't happened in um, maybe seven years. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> that's not – I think right now I'm at, I'm at like, if I only wake up for two hours in the middle of the night, that's a good – Yeah, you're balling. Yeah. yeah, I'm balling. But, uh, you know, you I'm, on, I'm on Twitter at 3 a.m. Come find me, you know. I'm, I'm <laughs> scrolling <laughs> your daytime tweets. Uh, what do you do during your uh, witching hour? You, you scroll – doom scrolling? Doom scroll, love a good doom scroll. Just turn yeah. up the brightness on my phone so it just really <laughs> sears the nightmares into my turn brain. Turn up the blue yeah, light yeah. on the phone too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's really fuck it's with my brain. Time brain. Yeah. Um, are you a uh, waking up in the middle of the night eater? Do you ever snack? Oh, you know, I should start. I should start snacking. <laughs> that that no, actually I mean, might work well. Um, no, I'm not a snacker. I'm 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 like a paralyzed. I like to just to be paralyzed with fear, and I don't mm-hmm. want anything to interrupt that time with myself. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. pure anxiety. A diet yeah. of 100 anxiety. Um, uh, yeah, and I read. I read at night, which sounds respectable, but I read um, celebrity memoirs, so it's just sort of like, <laughs> it's like a neutral, you know? Yeah. <laughs> right, right. But that's work for you, right? 
because you yeah, well, now it's work. Yeah, because yeah. I started uh, the Celebrity Book Club podcast. Um, but I always read those books. I've been reading them since I was a teenager. It's been my it's my favorite literary genre. Don't roll your eyes. I'm looking I'm not, at your eyes. Would never. Would never. <laughs> I have a medical my, condition that keeps me from rolling my eyes. So. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> couldn't happen. That's incredible. Um, yeah. No, I I yeah. So I've loved these books my whole life. I, I genuinely like reading them. But now it is it, it I guess it's for work. Right. If go. it doesn't interfere too much with your uh, underrated, overrated, do you have a celebrity memoir that is like the gold standard? That's the Citizen Kane of the Citizen Kane of celebrity memoirs. In that well, it's a movie. No, in that uh, in that it's, it's a best. really long movie, but we <laughs> yeah. still love yeah. and respect it. Um, you know, I would say I have a few. So Gabrielle Union's incredible. Okay. Jessica yeah. Simpson, I think it's out there that it's incredible. Uh, it's really great. Demi Moore probably. One of my favorites, if not my favorite. Oh yeah, Anna was reading that and telling us all about that. Super producer Anna Hosnier. That was a uh, that was an event for our workplace when she was reading that. We knew harrowing stories every day. The most secondhand (laughs) book club experience I've ever had was when Anna was reading that book, where she'd be like, "Oh my god!" So y'all. Her fucking drinking <laughs> problem. I'm like, what? Who are we talking about right now? Yeah. It's like, I'm sorry, Demi Moore, the book. <laughs> I caught some real secondhand. Uh, hate for Ashton Kutcher off of Anna's reading experience of that book. Oh, yeah, based on his uh, really uh, futuristic ideas of how alcoholism worked. Yeah. Speaking of celebrity memoirs that super producer Anna Hosnia has gotten us up on, uh, she is reading or just finished reading the Mariah Carey one. Are, are you in on that one? Oh, you guys, please. Please don't, don't. How dare you insult me like this? There was one to ever cop immediately. It's the Mariah Carey one. Isn't uh, it? Not only did I cop it immediately, I forgot I pre-ordered it twice. Then on the <laughs> oh, morning shit. of, it was put that's on a Xanax. mask. Re- that's right. the Xanax for sure. Uh, put on a mask, risked the pandemic, went to Barnes & Noble, was like, do you have the Mariah Carey memoir? Are there any copies left? And they're Read like, it on the floor no like a seventh this. grader reading yeah. uh, the latest Harry Potter book. Just read it right there on the floor <laughs> right. of Barnes oh, & Noble. Right there on the floor of Barnes & Noble. Yeah. I, yeah. I uh, And then, I, you know, the audio book, not to be slept on. It's one of the best um, yeah, with her narrating. to go yeah. on with the book. Yeah, narrating, singing, doing impressions of her mother. I've only read maybe one celebrity biography book. It was Miles Davis's because it's, that one is wild and my namesake. So I figured I'll I'll owe it to Miles Davis to read about that, which is very entertaining. Mm. Uh, but I think Did- the the next one I'll probably dabble in is like one of the managers of Arsenal has one where he's narrating it, and I miss his voice. So like, I'm gonna be like tell me about your life, Arsene. Please. Mm. I love that. Here's the thing, though. I like autobiographies. I don't like biographies. I don't want to hear it from someone else's point of view. I want you to tell me what was going on in your head. Yeah, from your unbiased perspective of how you're (laughs) like. All I care about are biased perspectives. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) What, Jake, is something you think is underrated? I was thinking about this, actually, and this is kind of a bit of an abstract one, but I think it's underrated uh, going on websites that aren't social media. Like, I was talking to someone the other day, and I was, like, you know, mentioning that, and they were, like, why do you even have a website? Like, what's the point anymore? (laughs) I was, like, what? Like, there's so many, you know, there's so many cool websites still out there, but all anybody does is just go on social media now. Um, So I think that's definitely underrated. Like, you can find some cool message boards and stuff. I, I, you know, I grew up on the internet, man, and I I hate the way social media just ring-fenced it all into this, like, argument. But um, yeah, underrated. Going on other websites that aren't social media. 
Yeah. What, what kind of websites are you trafficking? Like what time are you, what, what are you heading to, to get off the social media? Um, Pornhub? No, I'm joking. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sponsor like, the show. Uh, <laughs> no, like all sorts of stuff. Like I was reading a uh, message board the other day about um, Baofeng <laughs> radios and ham radio and stuff like that. And it's really nerdy, but I was just looking at it and it was so cool to just see them in their own little community, completely detached from anyone else. Like there's no one chirping in and being like, oh, fucking nerds or like, right, 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 you right. know, vote now or whatever. Like, it was just Mega! like, like what? yeah, right. Like or some Nazi or whatever. It was just like these guys having some crazy, like very uh, nerdy conversation about ham radios. And I, I don't fully understand most of what they were saying, but I guess I, ju I just got lost in it, you know? And I was like, oh, this right. is great. Uh, yeah i do yeah, that sometimes uh, with just like plumbing uh when it, if there's like a plumbing issue or like some issue i have to figure out around the house or like finding a uh a manual for something like you go into a forum that's like just super expert and it's like ah i feel like i'm in the 80s all the yeah, time like, yeah yeah there's something really you, like yeah, go, nice about it sorry yeah. yeah or you have a question you go into like a message board and you're like you know what i'm gonna I'm gonna I'm engage this message board and I'm gonna dabble and like <laughs> everyone's super bit. nice like like doing like the most friendly mansplaining of like an electrical issue. Yeah. They're like, yeah. okay, let me let me walk you through this. I'm like, damn, this motherfucker had 15 minutes to type this like screed, but very informative uh, yeah. and was like very kind because other places. You feel like Reddit, you go to other places where there's like communities going, you ask a dumb question, like, what the, what'd you just fucking find yeah. out yesterday about this shit? Yeah. It's nice when you go places and like, yes. they want to share the info. <laughs> yeah. I, that's I, yeah. I had a thing um, <laughs> on Twitter, I was like asking how to get a radio code for like the shit car that I had. And this guy, I screenshot it somewhere. This guy was like, kill yourself, dickhead. I was like, okay. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Fucking crazy, man. I was like, oh, Twitter is not the place to ask anything, man. No, yeah. absolutely not. I thought one of the best metaphors of the uh, of that show, uh, that movie, The Social Dilemma, was them talking about um, how, like, imagine if when you went to Wikipedia, like, the page just changed depending on what they thought you wanted to read mm, like that's right. and that's what your social media reality is and that's all anybody uses anymore like that's that's what's right that's what's fucking yeah like there over. are times when i was like i thought i used to be more into like street cars and i'm like that's just because at a moment i was scrolling a bunch of shit and it kept giving giving me like this information it's weird how i found like after watching the social dilemma trying to realize how much it was informing like what I was getting interested in, like yeah. even very passively, not that it was like I was getting, you know, radicalized on the internet, but I was like, Oh, I'm more into like, you know, Nissan skyline GTR picks or things like that. And then suddenly, and now it's like, Oh, do you like, uh, like fantastic throw blankets? Cause I'm, I was like cold in my house and I was like, I need a throw <laughs> blanket, but I'm like, what happened to my skyline content? I don't know. Yeah. yeah, yeah it's freaky. Yeah. Shit's freaky. Your taste in Nissans has always been a little radical. Uh, well, you know, that's that. the thing. You know, you I had a cousin in Japan who had a skyline. It. People yeah. don't know this. They don't have them shits in the U.S. They don't know the beauty about that car. I mean, unless <laughs> you flip the old Japanese ones. I love them. You yeah. know, like the old Japanese the right ones, the boxy drive. ones. Yeah, love yeah. them, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I see a sports and car and I'm like, fuck, that's horrible. I see one of them old yeah. school 90s boxy Nissans. Love it, mate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm with you on Especially that. Especially those tail, the circular tail lights, baby. Woo! Should look like a Batmobile on a budget definitely <laughs> <laughs> what is something you think is underrated 
Okay, look, my underrated, overrated are basically not one and the same. There's two sides of the same coin. I don't know what the expression to use, but texting and calling, okay? I think calling is underrated. Calling your homies is underrated. Yeah. And texting is fine because I do it all the time. But I also call all my friends, but I hate, I hate, I hate people that are just like, Ugh. Especially on Twitter, you see it all the time. You're going to FaceTime me without a warning? It's like, yeah, you ugly bitch. Answer your fucking FaceTime. I'm your friend. I don't care what yeah, you look right. like, you stupid ass, selfish bitch. I'm, I just want to talk to you and see you. Yeah. Right. So I'm just kind of sick of this attitude of like, especially right, especially right now. Right now is the time to get into calling your friends if you've never been into it. But I've been into it since I was a kid. You know, I used to have that Garfield phone. Oh, hey. Oh, shit. And look at you. Wow. I'm, I know. Yeah. I think we got it at a garage sale. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I love, I love talking on the phone. My friends all know, my close friends know that I just love, I'll, I'll call them all the time. Not all the time, but frequently. Time flies on a phone call. Oh my God. It's so fun. It's like, it's time travel. Like one of my boys called me over the weekend. Uh, and I was like, next thing you know, he's like, damn, we were just talking for 50 minutes. And he's yeah. like, and I was just calling to tell you about this one thing. And I was like, I know mm-hmm. it. And then this is what happens. You start being like, remember this, 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 this what's going on? Well, he, yeah. what? Oh my God! All right, be safe. Uh, kiss yeah, the children for me because you love each other, and that's all yeah. it is. It's, phone calls are such a good way to express the love for each other, and I think also because of social media, people think that they're seeing their friends. You know, like, oh yeah, I've seen nah. you. Right. It's like, Bitch, you haven't talked yeah. to this person in so long. You need to call yeah. each other. Hearing each other's voices is so nice. That's also why people like listening to podcasts. It's like they're hearing their friends talk. Mm-hmm. Right, right. And to the listener right now, especially you, uh, we Jerry are talking to you, and Jerry. Uh, you. Rebecca, uh, we love you. <laughs> I, go, I like that you just picked the two most popular names in America. Yeah. Uh, Jerry and Rebecca. Yeah. Rebecca, you know. I am, um, <clears throat> I just have to. Here sorry. he goes. He can't even get this thing uh, now. He's, He's getting verklempt. Typical valley behavior. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I have to just say, because there may be listeners who are like me, or maybe I'm uniquely fucked, but I. Time for me when I'm on a phone call goes actually much slower, and uh, I I don't know why. That, that's just probably even a, like like a person, even call? like with a friend. Yeah, yeah. I, Wait, are I you always, like looking at your watch? You're like, oh my god, oh my god. I'm always like trying to figure out like the the nearest off ramp. It's bad, but I mean, not How many not close friends. Do you have? Oh, that's that's a complicated question. Yeah, see, um, you you're just a piece of in. shit. Yeah, I bet. I still like feel your observation. Like, I haven't talked to my homie for like six, seven months, and like we've just been texting a lot. And then I called him for his birthday over the weekend, and it's like totally different. It's like, it man, is. I forgot Isn't how much nice? I loved like the sound of your voice. Now let me get the fuck off this call. Um, <laughs> but, but here's the thing. Well, well, here's but my thing though. Yeah, yeah. You get, you, that's all you need, though. I, I'm not saying you got to be on the phone for an hour to, to catch up with people. Yeah, yeah. But, like, yeah, a quick call sometimes is yeah. better than, like, I mean, especially especially right now. We're not seeing people. You know, we're, we're texting is, is, is it, time is getting lost through texting, you know? Yeah. Because yeah, it's yeah. like you think you're talking to people, and the next thing you know, you're like, damn, I haven't talked to this person. Or it feels like, you talk to them a lot, but really you're not because the time is going so slow in life. And then texting is like not, it's not sufficient. That's all I'm saying. It's yeah. not sufficient. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry you don't have any close friends that you love chatting yeah. on the phone with. No, it is sad. Uh, Were you ever a phone sad. chatter though, Jack? Even as like a kid, like, you know, and be like, get off that phone, Jack. Like, 
Were you one? No, that? I had like when I when I was in uh, fifth grade, I had a girlfriend in <laughs> yep, fifth grade. See, I told you, I called who it. like wanted to talk for hours <laughs> on the phone, and I would play. Uh, that's how I got good at that game, Labyrinth with the marble. God, it I was hate just, men. You yeah. were just playing that. Wow, it's it. the most my. It's totally mindless. It's not yeah, like a yeah. thing where we just you. listen to some REM, play Labyrinth, and talk to Leanne. I would be on the phone with anybody for like hours at a time. Like, you watching cops right now too? All right. <laughs> and then not talk yeah. for like 10 minutes and then be like, oh shit. Oh yeah. my God. Is this full? What the fuck are they thinking? All right. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, That's that old school bonding. I love yeah. that shit. Yeah, yeah. I miss that shit. Sorry, Jack. I don't not Different like talking to people. It sounds it's like you hate talking to everybody. I, it sounds like you hate talking to the, us right now. He keeps bro, why do you hate me? With you why do you hate me, bro? The time. <laughs> The I'm out here just trying to slow. connect. I'm trying to connect with you, and you're just like, Ugh. Yeah. you're like, yeah, just let me in. But yeah, I think uh, just even for a quick one, just call and say, "You good? Hey, all right, fine. Hey, it's good to hear your voice. It hits so different hearing a voice. That's it. Yeah, it does. That's Do you fine. think maybe we're we long for it more because we kind of came up in the time when. The only thing we had to communicate with our friends was a telephone. Like, yeah, even before AIM, like. You just will call somebody on the phone, and yeah, but I wonder if what, like it's so yes, inbuilt that we still desire that. A hundred percent true, and which is also true for you know our parents' generation. Like they would, yeah, you know, they love they the had a, phone. yeah, they love the phone, uh, and that's why I I really hate that this this these younger kids, these kids these days, mm-hmm. they're just not they don't they don't even know how wonderful it is because they they have never really done it, you know. Yeah, like right. it's not the thing that they do. I mean, remember when three way calling came came out? Oh. These white bitches tried to trap me into talking shit. Oh man, that was so funny. Oh. <laughs> like the drama that you can get they with phone calls. What do you I'm think sure. of her? You're like, what? That was oh, you're big. like, let me tell you. Oh, you oh, you came no. to the right place. <laughs> no, no. You know what happened? She said, "Oh, what did you think about you know Mandy?" And I was like, oh, yeah, remember what you said? You said that she was a fucking bitch. <laughs> I do agree with that. I do agree that what you said about her being a fucking bitch. I didn't even know I was getting set up. Yeah. But I fucking wow. fucked their friendship up for a little while. It was great. There you go. The whole thing. Keeping Take it, them all it down with you. Yeah, it was fun. It was like better, a better version of that Mean Girls scene. Right, right. Um, <laughs> but what do you think of uh, super producer Anna Hosnier, actually, Marcella? What do I think no. of her? I think she's fucking great. <laughs> no, she, I when, when I, we zoomed. Before I did the first, you know, quarantine daily zeitgeist, mm-hmm. and I was so happy to catch up with her. I forced her on the on the phone. I was <laughs> oh, like, I was like, stay on, let's catch up, bitch. And she was just like, okay, I'll stay there on. And go. then we were catching up and we were having fun. It was like we were hanging out because I mm. do, I love, especially with women. Like it's just so fun to catch up. We're so great. Me and Anna kind of look like we're related. Mm. Got that Lebanese blood in me, so we look there like we're go. related. <laughs> you know, I can see uh, all the same cookout for sure. All right, guys, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. No. And we're back. What is something you think is underrated? Um, underrated. I think the oh. back. <laughs> Sorry, I right. just Did finally you just saw, the the vest? <laughs> saw the vest. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, whoa. I'm like, am I in another weird delay where you've already heard her? (laughs) Sorry, Anna just sent them. Wow. Yeah, they're a sight to behold. Um, Underrated. I think um, The Bachelor and Bachelorette as a cultural clock on America. Mm. I think think we could predict 
elections off of this franchise. I think watching The Bachelor should replace Nate Silver. Um, I think it is a more accurate look at what's going on in our country, and it doesn't get enough attention for for the work it's doing. So, so what have we? Did, yeah, yeah, tell us what did, you've learned. Did the okay. did the Bachelor Bachelorette predict the 2016 election? To me, yes, because I, okay. I was watching it and I was like, "Walk me through, so, walk I mean, me through that." Okay, so The Bachelor is is one of the number one shows in America, okay. and sort of the way when Trump was elected, they were like. 50, 53% of white women did what? Like, they, mm. they did what? And if you'd been watching The Bachelor, you'd be like, yes, of course they voted for Trump. You've not <laughs> been paying attention to them. Um, and so, you know, in that year, it was Caitlin Bristow was The Bachelorette right before the election. And this was a season where it was, you know, when the woman is picking the men, she's in the position of power. And that season, they brought in another woman and made the men vote on which woman they wanted to pick them. So immediately it was like, we still shit on women. And then her season was all about, uh, she like has sex with one of the dudes early on. And oh, so, yeah. And, and they were like tripping, right? And she's like, yo, I'm gonna fuck who I want to. Well, right. she, yeah, she's like, I'm gonna fuck who I want to. And then America was like, you're a slut. Right, we right, kill right. You. <laughs> like, I saw the greatest, the goat season recap of this one. Yes. And so people lost their minds. And then the franchise had to speak out and sort of do a like, here's what slut shaming is. We don't want to do this to women. And they were, you know, the whole Bachelor franchise was like, we don't. Are we going to are we going to allow this? And right. like, that's the year that like, <laughs> it's like, of course, Hillary wasn't going to be president. Caitlin can't fuck a dude on The Bachelor without getting death threats. Right. Um, so and also, you know, the people on The Bachelor are a specific type of person who like they always post a photo for Veterans Day. You know what I'm talking mm, about? Like, you mm. can celebrate Veterans Day in a lot of ways, but bachelor candidates are like swimsuit, swimsuit, me at a restaurant, right, right. happy Veterans Day. Here's a picture right. of a firework. <laughs> um, so they they really tell you, like, what women are up to. And uh, that year was like, yeah, we hate, we, we hate women. We, we women hate other women. <laughs> right. So without spoiling it, we got a blue wave coming? We got a blue wave coming. Well, but we have to look at our last, <laughs> our last blue wave, which was Rachel Lindsay, the... By and far, the best human to ever be on The Bachelorette. Wow. She's a black woman. She's incredible. She's perfect right. in every way. Kind of the way we make uh, women who are not white be beyond perfect to get a chance at love, I guess. Um, mm. No one watched her season. It's the lowest rated season of The Bachelorette of all Ugh. time. And it's one of the best seasons of all time because she's incredible. Uh, that was in 2017. And now we're coming out with Tasha, And then the next dude is a black dude. I think... I think if we're watching The Bachelorette, I think we're going to have a, a strong blue wave coming our way. God, that is please my prediction. be right. Please, Bachelorette, save this us. Is, this could be its own podcast, just an entire podcast <laughs> that looks at the political implications of The Bachelor and Bachelorette. That fucking right. rules. Um, I, yeah, listen, I don't have enough Xanax for him to not win. The, the whole show Yeah, that's is what Dale. I thought. Okay, that's what I was saying. Like, everybody knows. And the thing everybody that I learned over the weekend that Anna showed me, he's a Party City model. Because the dude is so light-skinned, he would be a Party City model. Uh, <laughs> Wait, so, like legit? Uh, he's like yeah, in somebody found Dale Party City. Yes, like you're like, look, he's a, he's a Roman soldier. And they're like, oh shit, he's a Yo, witch man. <laughs> <laughs> that is such a specific like level of model. Yeah, yeah. Party Especially when like you got a hammock up in a costume, costume when you're like, yeah. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> this is 
this is also going to be the first time, you know, they call it whoever gets the person the winner as if it's not your love life. But I think this is going to be right. the first time that a, a black dude wins ever. Wow. Ooh. Yeah. All right. And he's winning and now, with Claire. I, and now we have America's black man, Joe Biden, running for president. <laughs> so, you know, good times. Represent, yeah. Oh, God. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> One of my favorite underrateds of all time. I'll just say that right there. I'm about to talk about these uh, experts who've been predicting that 2020 was like when we would dissolve into civil war basically since 2010. Uh, but they've been saying that the civil war will be fought with crank radios. Uh, be, <laughs> yeah, just arm yourself with crank radios. Um, no, this is just a, a story BuzzFeed No, news. no, actually civil war is coming. <laughs> yes. So, I mean... So there, there are these experts who, and you know, just watching the election coverage, you can find an expert who's going to predict anything. And these people are definitely on the uh, in the minority who think that we're definitely headed for a civil war. Uh, one thing that makes it kind of eerie is that they've been saying around 2020, America is going to be really poised for a civil war for ten years. That's like long before Trump was even on the scene. And yeah, they've basically been saying that inequality is the is the thing that's going to drive America to some sort of like violent conflict that one of the two experts is in 1994, the U.S. military like contracted the CIA to help figure out a way to predict if a state was going to like dissolve into chaos um bit like after the uh black hawk down events in somalia where like that uh where somalia kind of dissolved into a civil war and uh, america felt like the american military wasn't prepared so they contracted this guy this guy was in charge of like creating the model that was uh basically predicting when a state was going to dissolve and then he hadn't really thought about uh applying it to the u.s and then this other expert kind of reached out to him and they started putting models together to like see how the US would fare in one of those and it is bad <laughs> it's it's not good um but, uh yeah i mean we have terrible inequality uh in so many different levels in this country that yeah the 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 seeds are there for sure it's just like it's interesting sometimes when you look at other places that that fall into civil war down like religious like back like religious ideologies um, or like sort of more traditional like, you know, uh, ethnic uh, backgrounds and things like that. Whereas like the U.S. is like it's 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 like depends on where you get your news. Yeah. Uh, and like what culture like it's more of a cultural thing that's like dividing people. Yeah. And so I. On one level, I'm like, yes, it's definitely enough that the fracturing is there, but it's like, are these beliefs like, it, yeah, that's what I'm like, what, what is it going to take for it to really get to that next point uh, where someone is beginning to say like, oh, the reason for this, the reason my factory or the reason I have less work is because of Democrats, because they did X or whatever, when a lot of people are starting to kind of like also just kind of start figuring out like it's capitalism and slightly like the oligarchical class too, that there's like, what the, f cause both sides do talk about how these rich people are taking shit. 
So they're starting to, yeah, yeah. It's but it's it's yeah. But I get it. I mean, it like when you look at sort of the factors of like sort of the boxes that need to be ticked. Like we're we've ticked many or a part, part like halfway through the check mark of ticking a box fully. But yeah, how are I'm, we going to have a civil war when the one side has all the guns and the other side has no guns? Right. That's what I've always been like. I feel like the liberal side of this conflict feels too secure when, yeah, what you're saying is absolutely true. Like Wait, the police are on with... one side, the the <laughs> yeah. people with guns are on one side, and like the liberals have a mainstream media that uh, was willing to like roll over for the Iraq war, like both times. But you know what we have? We have Netflix shows with really strong female leads. Right. And they could really <laughs> make a yes. difference. Spiritually, it's going to be. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, there's also the the uptick in like gun registrations has been coming from the left. Both sides, uh, yeah. Yeah, but especially like the exponentially people on the left are also like, I don't know, like, I guess I need to be able to clap somebody if it goes yeah. down. <laughs> um, <laughs> but like, it's definitely... Um, it, it the the tension is there. I don't know if it's going to be like door to door, neighbor versus neighbor, or more like these things where you see these like groups like Patriot Front, who like their chat logs just came, like BuzzFeed released some of their chat logs where they're talking about like we have to prepare for violence, uh, no matter who wins, and yeah. like there there are groups like that that are organized who aren't even aligned with the left or the right. They're purely there for like the establishment of or re, I guess reestablishing the United States as an ethno state. Um, right. And are they going to just fight against local governments? Is it like the, what we're seeing with Gretchen Whitmer, where people are going to just go after very specifically political leaders? It's who knows. Right. Uh, but I mean, but, the, yeah, like the sheriff. There was a local sheriff who was on board with the Gretchen Whitmer thing, and like that—that's the thing. I I think that the degree to which the police are ready to enact violence, not just on uh, people who are protesting, but just ready to do it because they feel like they're being attacked is somewhat underrated. But the BuzzFeed article about these two experts does end on sort of a hopeful note because they said that America was going through a very similar thing in the 20s into the 30s as like a lot of Europe was sliding into fascism. The U.S. was flirting with fascism. A lot of like Hitler's ideas came from the U.S., uh, but then the U.S. elected FDR and, you know, he was able to enact like kind of socialist policies that I, I do think like what to your point, Miles, like the, if everybody just understands, oh, it's like the inequality is what's causing all of this and inequality can be addressed, then I think we're back on the right path. But this but, means believing Biden is our new FDR. Uh, or at least he he can hold things off until the new FDR comes along. Or or really, it's about putting pressure on him right. constantly if he's elected, so he can cave to the progressive wing. Uh, yeah. Because the progressives are more mobilized uh, to try and get out there. They're, you know, like like limousine liberal class people are not hitting the streets because their right. needs are fully met. Uh, but there are so many people who are realizing what the stakes are in this country and what the the pathway there which is refreshing. But yeah, it all depends on if, you know, it's just about these competing explanations for your disenfranchisement or your lack of opportunity. And I think 
some people who are progressive can see that there's a very the way this country is set up is meant to benefit a very small number of people while having the rest suffer. And I think a lot of people on the right are sort of disconnected from that reality. They just see suffering or lack of opportunity without wanting to explore it much further and just say, voice I trust. What's the explanation? And it seems like even now, like those explanations, are they're like wearing thin a bit. You know, like they're not right. They're not as captivating as shit used to be when you could be like, it's the damn immigrants. Like, that's kind of like dwindling too. Like, that's not as like, oh, right. Because you can even tell like when Trump even says that he's even like tired of being like, and you know, these people come here and um, they don't pay taxes. And uh, so they're. (laughs) A drain. What else? Biden. He's a Chinese spy. Like Biden's it's like, no, son. Like, right. Yeah, because I think like racism can only explain shit to a certain point. Like where you know, because racism isn't like a logical thing. Like it can't. It's it's hard to really explain. It's a to feeling somebody. in like, your heart. Yeah, it's like how do I make that jump though? It's like a Disney character. It's like where okay. Oh yes, my racist. I, I'll open my racist heart to the possibility that this nonsensical explanation is how I will better my life. But yeah, when people's needs are met, they're less likely to look around in anger at people around them. And I think that's the bottom line to your point about like the thing that can save people is have people's needs met. If you are not starving, you're less likely to be trying to figure out a solution to that that could end in violence, or if you need employment or other opportunities for upward mobility. Um, so, yeah, I, who knows? Maybe we'll see. Uh, we just got to wait for Biden. AOC. FDR yeah, Biden's to the AOC. new FDR. <laughs> Don't forget, what's his name? Robinette? Joe Robinette Biden. Yeah, uh. JRB. Listen, don't, don't watch the Kerry Washington Anita Hill movie uh, or you, your belief in Biden goes down. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I mean, I think most people who, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, listen, you could he, also just read the real history, but you could also watch the Kerry Washington Anita Hill movie about it, and um, it'll go down a little easier. Yeah, right. Uh, but to that point, FDR was also a uh, racist, like socialite. So, yeah. um, you know, people can still enact internment camps. Happened. Uh, policy that... his policies. Yeah. But um, that's America, you know what I mean? And yeah. are we the fools for we still believing in it? <laughs> we're seeing it, and yet we're still like, yeah, man, this thing could work. <laughs> I think so. God, I hope we win. Yeah. But like, there's a, <sighs> yes, go. There's Joe. articles uh, from, like, I, I just happened to come across this, like, Irish article from, like, the Irish Times or what one of their newspapers where they're, like, everybody's worried about this election. They're just like, yo. What is yeah, they should be to these fuckers like they who because be yeah, it was suddenly you found out the nicest house on the block was had a bunch of racist hoarders living inside right. and the yeah. garbage is spilling out into the neighborhood and you're like, what the fuck? I thought that house had all their shit. They were the ones going around calling people out on their shit. Right. And look at exactly. all this bullshit spilling out the front door. They don't even know how to. Ha- oh, my God. And then yeah. I think a lot of people are like. Holy shit, we believe that bullshit too, to a certain extent. It has to, yeah. I feel like it has to feel so good. You, like, it's, it's like going, if you went into the Kardashian house and it was just full of rotting garbage, you'd be like, tight. I'm so happy right. about that. Uh, that's that's what everyone's experiencing now. Yeah. Probably, it's that Michael Jackson eating popcorn gif over and over again. 
just yeah from around the world or i'm just i'm sure at a certain level it fucks with your whole like worldview like if you were buying into like the media propaganda that was being pumped out of the u.s for decades that you're like dude america's like this dope ass place man where it's all good and to a certain extent i mean depending on who you are in this country you have been experiencing some semblance of a civil war with a constant assault on your existence so it's uh, that's why like when i look at this i'm like honestly though there are people out here who really are this, I don't know how war, much worse it could get. I guess the difference being some stranger is shooting them in the street or something, but for all intents and purposes, they have no support from you know the municipalities, from the communities and things like that, from fucking law enforcement, whatever you want to call it. So it's all it all depends on how you're looking at it. It's like when people say, they're like, who's to say that, like if you say there's no hell, who's to say that this isn't hell right now? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> that is my favorite Instagram quote. <laughs> yeah <laughs> who's to say you gotta do that hell. cursive but with that lovely cursive font on like fake right. parchment paper core who's to say this isn't hell <laughs> who's to say this isn't hell <laughs> live laugh scream just like <laughs> live laugh civil war yeah. live laugh register for a gun even if you're a democrat yeah. the new york times recently reported on a story uh that we've been checking in with I thought I had my mind made for up. For years now. For years. Literally years. We're three years into this motherfucker. Um, <laughs> so when the Trump administration uh, first started, there were accounts of CIA agents and diplomats working in Cuba getting attacked by these like sound weapons. They would like get out of bed, suddenly a beam of sound would hit them and they would have uh, concussions, concussion-like symptoms. And it was a wild story. People were like, they're using like sci-fi weapons on Americans. But then like as it went on, like the symptoms were so vague and they all overlapped with like symptoms of aging. It was like, my hearing is worse and my balance is worse. And it just had a lot of the hallmarks of mass hysteria. The other reason that it had the hallmarks of mass hysteria is the broader context was the Trump administration wanted to pull people out of Cuba because they wanted to just withdraw and do away with all the all the progress that the Obama administration had made in Cuba. So there's new information that is putting uh, a shred of doubt into my thinking on that that is what what was happening uh, because they're saying that there have been these attacks throughout the world, including in Russia um, and in China. And I knew that there had been some in China around the same time. Right. I thought it was all part of like a similar, like uh, once they heard what was happening in Cuba, they were like, oh shit, maybe the same thing is happening to me. Get in on this. Yeah, but uh, there's also people who were attacked in Russia uh, like they got out of bed in their hotel and suddenly like they had a concussion, even though nothing had happened to them. So now these uh, CIA agents who were attacked are like pointing out that there is a pretty clear theory that you could come to that this is all Russia, that Russia is doing it in Cuba because they don't want American Cuban relations to improve. Uh, they did it to CIA agents who were undercover in Russia. Um, they did it to people in China uh, because they don't want American-Chinese relations go to go well. 
and the Trump administration is actually ignoring it everywhere that's not Cuba because the Trump administration, you know, let just does not uh, want to uh, have have negative uh, interactions with Russia w- with regards to any any mistreating of American. You know, it, it would be of a piece with, um, you know, the Trump administration ignoring the fact that Vladimir Putin and Russia was putting bounties out on on U.S. soldiers. So you're saying you're moving from the mass hysteria column because before you were firmly, I believe that like when this story first came out, I remember you bringing up a lot of other sort of mass hysteria things that had gone on where yeah. people were all believing yeah. something was going on. And now you are actually being like, all right, maybe it's microwave weapons. Maybe it's microwave weapons from Russia. I don't know. I mean, I'm oh, a, wow. I've always said I'm, I'm a open to like being convinced either way. Uh, sure, sure. I think it's, it's just a super interesting mystery. I think the way that the human mind can create these mass hysterias that are in fact like become physical is really fascinating. That's a super interesting subject. It happens all the time. It's more common and more devastating, more powerful than anybody uh, than people usually give it credit for. But I also think that there's now you know, context that makes it possible that, you know, the reason we only had the Cuba, like, details on the Cuba thing was because the Trump administration is covering for Russia to try and, you know, keep things right uh, quiet wow. because Trump is homies with Putin. I had not heard of this. This is very interesting. Microwave weapons. Wow. Super interesting. I do, I'm just going from pretty firmly in the this is hysteria camp to having one foot that like I'd be perfectly willing to believe that it's hysteria and one foot in the uh it, it would also make sense to me if Trump was covering up for a bunch of Russian attacks because that just seems to be what he does. I mean yeah he was willing to ignore you know bounties on yeah US straight troops, up so. bounties wow. on US troops. How does that, that's another, like, the the more uh, distance I have from the final debate, the more I'm like, there's so many things that they could have brought up that Biden could have brought up. Like, he he didn't bring up the bounties, he didn't bring up Helsinki, he didn't, yeah, like, they just, Democrats just get themselves, like, they triangulate themselves into a corner where they just, like, think that they have to be you know, delicate and balanced and um, careful about their wording. And it's like, no, just say the thing you think. Yeah, And I think if Biden had brought up microwave weapons in the debate, I think everybody would have been like paying attention. All those undecided, (laughs) like, what? Microwave what? To my mind? So, yeah, it's a lost opportunity right there. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder if it's just like, yeah, that's all time wasted on fracking. And it's like so funny how they there's all this concern about there's no middle class and da da da. And yet you you know mathematically, if you started talking about things like minimum wage or the working class, you're immediately going from a topic that maybe only affects like the thirty thousand people directly involved with fracking in Pennsylvania to millions of Americans mm-hmm. across the entire country. Cause then you're like, oh well, I don't know what the fuck fracking is. But you start to maybe we can talk a little bit more about this minimum wage and how even fifteen dollars isn't actually a living wage either. And maybe we could talk a little bit more about that because yeah. I don't think there's any person 
unless you're such a craven racist, which means you're like a Trump supporter, where you're going to be like, I don't want to hear about how minimum wage should be more money so people could actually like raise a family on that. I don't want to hear about that. Like, what the f- what? Yeah. I remember when my, my mom would say like in the 70s, they would have my she and my dad would have like these random jobs, like minimum wage. But like you can they paid their apartment. They got groceries. They were able to you know have a family like all those things that minimum wage used to do. And now it's it's nothing. It, it, you can't sustain life. So I don't I don't know why right. you like people just seem to forget what that used to bring, uh, you know, what that used to mean for a family. It, it, right. it would seem like being the party that cares about people <laughs> and that wants, uh, the, wants the majority of people to have a, have a living wage, want, like all the people who are being left behind, like that they would be the party that wouldn't have to uh, carefully choose every word and like use political speak but the democrats i feel like can't get out of their own way a lot of the time i mean 42 percent of americans make under 15 per 15 dollars an hour yeah so just what you could you go from a a wedge issue niche niche wedge issue talking about fracking and you start talking Mm -hmm. about minimum wage a little bit more talking about Hey, people, I understand the pandemic's hard. I understand you might have a child. You know, actually, you should probably be making at least $25 an hour if you are a single parent trying to survive right. in a metropolitan area. But, you know, it's it's all this whatever. I mean, I think that's the, the, I think that's because both parties are just so ill-equipped to begin talking about those issues because they all all those roads lead back to the donor class that actually need to be taxed more uh, and need to be earning like making less profit. So it's just always about, well, you know, let's talk about minimum wage and then we'll just leave it there and then have arguments over like what's re- what what a relative living wage is based on where you live in the country rather than like addressing the need of Americans to be able to live in a way that their labor is uh, compensated in a in a, you know, proportional manner, proportionate manner. Yeah, right. Like they they haven't raised the minimum wage in 11 years. That's never happened since it was first established in 1938. Congress has never let it go unchanged for so long. Like, the, how how do you not just like be like, yeah, the this is this is the problem. We will change yeah. that. This guy hasn't and refuses to, and is just focused on the stock market. All right, let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. And we're back. And let's do a little brain bleach news before we get back into some election bullshit. Quick breath um, of fresh air. <sighs> Heinz <laughs> is giving away tomato blood ketchup via TikTok. That's uh, a headline on the TikTok. That is. That's yeah. also a sentence that's definitely never been said before. In the history of <laughs> that's what I mean. Like, that's the most 2020 headline that is not a doom based headline. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. normally you're like, uh, like, is your vote transforming into a Wuhan bat and biting your elderly relatives? I would also be like, that's that sounds like a 2020 headline. Right. But this, yeah. the idea of, yes, pretty self-explanatory. Heinz rebranding ketchup as tomato blood and using uh, TikTok to get the buy-in of Gen Z. And I was just, I mean, the bottle looks, I'm not gonna lie, the bottle looks cool. I, I actually prefer the tomato blood aesthetic than our yeah, typical yeah. ketchup thing. But 
they're I, not I, like thinning the ketchup or anything. Oh, could you? Oh. <laughs> if it's actual blood consistency, could I would you be, imagine. Well, I would like, have to check that out as opposed to it just being a label. Like, who knows? Could you handle if it was less viscous but had the same flavor? If it was the consistency of like Cholula, yeah. I, Cholula huh. is kind of a viscous but not quite like thick, you know, pudding thick as ketchup is. Yeah. I don't know. We'll have to. The one thing I think about is like, this is such a non controversial thing where it's like, oh, tomato, but cool, Heinz. Like, what would happen if Heinz got political? You know what I mean? Because like, they're such an American brand. Like, you you could be racist as fuck, or you know, so left that you're you you fucking left Earth. Uh, that like, d- like Heinz is just accepted as like, yeah, that's that's ketchup here, that's ketchup, oh, up man. straight up and down the middle. That if they were like instead of tomato blood, they're like, what about this fall labor blood to bring awareness <laughs> to the disposable attitudes we have towards certain occupations in the pandemic, like. Would Republicans full on revolt? Red like, Hines. They have yeah. to go. They have to go hunt. Like that's like that. Oh. I feel like they have a line. I feel. I do feel like that would be the one brand that they would just they go hunt. Like, I mean, we can't. We can't do that. Come on. But like, could they? Like, but what if I'll you wear like, Saucony shoes in instead of Nikes? But come on, man. I got. I can't. I can't. I can't is there hunts. is there a brand that could get political and America like conservatives would really have trouble being like. I can't fucking put that down. Budweiser? Put that down. Bud Heavy? Bud Light? Mm, Bud Lam. Yeah, they'd think. probably just switch over Coffee, to Coffee, they don't give a fuck about. Right. Um, like, And I'm sure if it was, there's enough truck makers that you could just pivot from one truck company to the other one. Right. But you I would feel need like, like but, Ford and. Uh, but yeah, you would need like Chevy, Chevy. Dodge. And Ford. And Ford to all. To like to form all. like a mecha, like yeah. Megazord of like, right. fucking like police or something. Like a rock. And they're showing like immigrant workers, you know what I mean? Who yeah, are like yeah. actually doing the hard work in this country and being like, yeah. to the real workers of this country, we salute you. Yeah. Like, what the fuck is that? Like we are spending more money to like into programs for job security and trade school uh, for people for a better tomorrow. Then, because I know like tr- people, truck people are loyal as fuck. You know what I mean? Like, truck pe- I know yeah. people, like, especially like a Silverado and stuff. I know some people who's like their dads were Silverado people and their kids are Silverado people and they still just have this thing. But I don't know. I'm just, I'm just trying to create a bad time for consumers who, uh, yeah. <laughs> who like to vote with their dollars. Coke v Pepsi. I feel like that, that would be, they, they'd Ooh. make that switch. Uh, how would that? Well, how would that look in Georgia, though? Yeah, Ooh. like if Coke, if Coke got super woke, woke Coke, woke Coke. Oh <laughs> yeah. shit, woke a cola. I feel, like, I, feel yeah. like I hope they're listening and like scribbling down some ideas because some of this shit is fire. Like, yeah. I'll be like, okay, yeah, some of this shit is fire. They actually need to do it. It'll boost their stock <laughs> stock numbers. Rather than Coke Zero, how about Woke Heroes? Where oh! we shout out the Woke Heroes. <laughs> <laughs> Coke Zero salutes the Woke Heroes. Could you get? Could you put down? Uh, do you like Pepsi more than Coke? Are you Coke Pepsi people? Does it matter to you? It's all the same to me. Yeah, cola I mean, is kind of the same. I'm trying yeah. to think of if there's anything I'd be like. No. I'm only Pepsi in that Pepsi. Like if there's Pepsi at a restaurant, there's a better chance that it's going to have Mountain Dew. That's that's the only. That's that's when your eyes light up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what I just thought of? If the opposite happened, if of like candy corn or something like terrible that everyone hates, like came <laughs> out as like 
hating Muslims and all the conservatives right. are like, I'm only giving out candy corn this yeah. year. Right. And you're finally like, you know what? I'm, I couldn't mean this more, but keep that. Go ahead. Just keep <laughs> that one. That's all you guys. That's yeah, all that's, you guys. That's for you. Didn't need that. We're talking Krav Maga. Is that, look, is that how it's pronounced? Karate. Krav Maga. Krav Maga. Yeah, the Israeli self-defense system. Where the It's the most... Yo, like when you take a class there, I just remember it's all these old former IDF dudes, goons, who are like just work as right. bouncers in LA now. And like they're in their <laughs> off time, they, they're like being like, this is what I'm going to teach you, okay? Every fucking thing, every context of like a self-defense setup, the dude was describing assault. Like he'd be like, right. you know, okay, so this next one, he's like, hey, come here, bro. So let's say you're with your girlfriend out and this guy's talking shit. He wants to kiss your girlfriend or something. So you're going to walk up to him. And you're gonna do the ah, ah, bow, and you're gonna hit him like, and you're like, whoa, what is this? Yo, like you that's break the assault, ankle like homie. this, yeah. And I'm like, bro, th- and none of these is a thing happening where someone is confronting me. It's you're saying right. I'm someone every time that every situation would be like maybe this guy's talking shit to you, like would be the start of how you would <laughs> break out of disgusting. a choke. Yeah, and you're right. like, what is any of this? Dang that that's the Damn. that's the Krav Maga class I took that I was telling you guys about. Was it? Yeah. Were they were they really raising the stakes in your class? Oh yeah, well because it was for women, and it was sort of like Krav Maga will save you from your sexual assault that is faded in your life. This is you're gonna get oh, out of it, and Jesus so they'd be like, Christ. "Here I am, I'm coming in for the rape. What are you gonna <laughs> do?" Oh <my> God. <laughs> and you're like, uh, "Now for real?" Helpful. Or like, um, yeah. But what I realized in that class was that I've got about. 17 minutes in me before I'm done. <laughs> like, they'd be like, run around the room, throw some punches. And at 17 minutes, I was like, I can't, I'm tired. Like, I won't, I've got 17 <laughs> right. minutes until. 17 until, like, minutes. We still have to long. work on the pluck, the pluck. <laughs> this is what happens if someone chokes you from the front. Here are your nine blocks against knife attacks, or yes, whatever exactly. they all were. I remember I had to do all those things. That was all yeah. when I was a very angry teenager. Uh, and I just wanted to learn and how to... Some men never become not angry teenagers. No, yeah. They become self-defense teachers. Exactly. Um, anyway, shout out to therapy. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, that's the other, that's the other path I no longer, yeah, I no longer need physical violence to express myself. I just heard, I think it was on My Favorite Murder, that uh, one of the like pressure points you can use uh, when defending yourself is like reaching into your assailant's mouth and pushing like under their tongue. Oh yeah. Uh huh. Which that that seems like you would lose a There's one under your that. nose too. Really? Right here, yeah. Oh, and wow. then behind your jaw, you do these finger screw type yeah. things behind your jawbone. Uh oh. you can get if somebody in a finger hold like this and you press up on their index finger, you could fucking do some Steven Seagal shit to somebody like wow. that. Wow. Wow. Welcome Miles. to Miles' aggro corner from 2002. <laughs> <laughs> Can I take your self-defense class for ladies, it's, Miles? Now, yeah, now it's just so chill, though. It's, like, ineffective because I'm, like, I've turned a corner. I'm, like, you know, honestly, like, it's just about, like, surrounding yourself with awesome people. Right. That's the best defense. <laughs> but will you be able to forgive yourself? No. (laughs) All right. That's going to do it for this week's weekly Zeitgeist. Please like and review the show if you like the show. Uh, Means the world to Miles. He he needs your validation, folks. Uh, I hope you're having a great weekend, and I will talk to you Monday. Bye.